Welcome to the Maris Review. I am so happy to be here with Taffy Brodesser Ackner. She's a staff writer for the New York Times Magazine. She's also written for GQ, ESPN the Magazine, and many other publications. Fleischman is in Trouble is her first novel. Thank you for having me. It's Yay! so great to be here. When was the first time we talked about you writing a book? Maybe the first time we talked. Yeah. Was it like we had lunch or something? Yeah, we did. It? I think what happened? Where we were at a reading. You know what? You invited me to speak. Oh, yeah. On my book. Yeah. And I my spoke. My book release and I, party. Yeah. And I told a story mm-hmm. there. And that was the first time I met you. And I was so happy to meet you. And I had only known you from Media Bistro. Right. And then did you from, know me from Media Bistro? I sure did. I thought I thought I only we only knew each other from Twitter. I mean that. But now we know each other from Media Bistro. That's a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, this is reconsider now, our entire relationship. Yeah, I mean, look at the far off look in my eyes right now. <laughs> and, and one of the first things we talked about mm-hmm. was that you're writing a novel yes. from a specific point of view that yes. was, that, that's tricky. It is tricky. <laughs> right? As a woman talking about a man, I had a long, a long fun time at GQ and yeah. ESPN, the magazine, as you know, and I've written about, I mean, I just feel like it's really wonderful to write about men because I don't think men and women are that different. I think men and women are only different in what they've been allowed to do. Yeah. So it's like talk, talking to, uh, writing about a man is like writing about a woman who was allowed to do whatever she wanted to do. Like have ambition. And, and like, like not, not ever – yeah, like to think any thought, to never have like this obstacle to getting to the table. Maybe it's somebody who expenses $7,000 at the strip club. I mean people do that. People do that. <laughs> I mean – People do that. Uh, let's talk about – I mean the character in your book yeah. on whom so much of the idea of the typical male writer is based is Archer. Archer Sil- Sylvan, Yeah. And I like that he's a mixture of a bunch of different writers yeah. that I recognize. Yeah, he's a lot of different people. But I actually didn't – he was – he's he's not a bunch of different people because everyone I know – I never knew personally any of those guys. But when I'd go to parties, the Christmas party, you know, the goodbye party, the book party, I would hear stories – People would reminisce and I'd hear these stories. And he's a collection mm-hmm. of stories yes. that like make my face melt off. Yep. Yeah. Like, Everybody's got them. It's everyone's true. got them. Like he is so, you know, I was I was recent recently in a cab with a few men's magazine writers who are old, slightly older than I am, but who had been there for a long time. Yeah. And they were talking about, I don't, I don't know, it was like a a shoot, like a photo shoot in in some country. On a different, in some like a faraway continent, where they got there with all the models, yeah, and realized there were no tigers, and tigers were supposed to be part oh, of no. the shoot. <laughs> what a disaster! Were, so what did the, what what would you and I do? Sorry, no tigers, right? They flew the tigers over from a neighboring country for the shoot. Is that how all the men on Tinder get the photos with <laughs> dude tigers? Maybe. I mean, maybe tigers are a thing for men. But all I could think is like the one time I checked a bag and I got a phone call. Yes. Like, you are not supposed to check a bag. Please, please be more Follow careful. Yeah. And I would think, and I don't think, I don't know, I don't think that was um, 
me being a woman. I think that might have been me coming too late to the party. Yeah. But I think the only reason I was allowed to come to the party is because I was a woman and it was late. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in, in books, we always reminisce or yeah. or want to reminisce about the glorious olden yeah. days when everybody was just like smoking and drinking in their offices. Or and business like, class. And business I class. I mean, business class. That's all I want. My only and my only <laughs> my only regret is that I I have no business class in my life. You'd think. You'd think. You'd I have just enough status on an airline to get me like like comfort class every time I go if no one else is in it. But I don't go business class. Even you want to hear the worst part of not going business class is sometimes the only time I could interview someone is next to them in business class. And they're like, you can't go business class. Oh, no. <laughs> and I say, and I, and actually, I'm trying to think if that ever happened or if they were like, yeah, go ask. And everyone was like, no, I'm not doing seven hours with you on a flight. And it was nil. I don't know. I with, don't know. with no place to run. No place to run. <laughs> this is my assigned seat. What if we die together? Oh, yeah. It's that's terrible. A lot to it's take terrible. On. Already done and almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> and so there must be – you must have had so many people in a position where I am feeling so meta about this entire conversation we're having. Right. How many pieces were pitched? How do you profile the profiler? <laughs> yeah, they do. There were <laughs> A lot of those pieces. Um, I thought each one of them was interesting. I thought, I mean, I, I don't think I ever got to the point where I wasn't telling somebody how I would have done it, which is obnoxious. <laughs> but I think, I think I'm finally ready. And now all the interviewing is, is this, this is perhaps my last one. Ooh. Ooh, until the paperback. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, from, from what I've read of your responses is that I'm just supposed to not talk. Oh, like how, like how, how, like yeah. how to do the interview yes. and just let me talk. Just let you talk. Yes, except I'm on to you because that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> what a good point. But also, like, <laughs> the hardest part is the muscle memory of this. That like we're sitting here mm -hmm. and this is what my job is. It's to sit across from you. Right. No matter who you are. And so even in my personal life, all I can do is make conversation with people. I never let there be a lull or I'm asking them questions. And they, and often it confuses the interviewer because they're like, no, I, I'm asking you the questions, <laughs> but I'm sitting here. How could it not? How could it be that I'm not supposed to ask you questions? It's a very meta exercise. This whole book tour, and it makes my my eyes roll back in my head when I think about it too much. So I just try to answer the questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Want to. Tell listeners if they haven't read the book yet sure. a little bit about it. Yeah, it's about um, so so plot wise. Yeah, it's about a a short doctor on the Upper East Side. Five 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 five. Mm -hmm. Who so yes, it's all relative. <laughs> um, who's who's whose recent ex wife drops the kids off for his weekend a day early to go on a yoga retreat and does not return when she says she's going to. Um, it is not a thriller. Spiritually, it mm -hmm. is about marriage and divorce and, and middle-age malaise. And it is about the kind of strange moment that people our age are in, which is, especially women, where 
for the first time ever, we have all of this opportunity Mm -hmm. and all of these choices to make, even more than our mothers and certainly more than our grandmothers, where we could do anything we want. But it isn't it isn't so clear if anyone told the men that we were told we could do anything <laughs> we want. So that's how it goes. Yeah. I, I I feel like I have a lot of friends, not just in publishing, mm-hmm. who are at this weird point where they get their quote unquote dream job after years and years yeah. and years of hard work. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, oh, is this what is this I want? Yeah. Is this what I wanted? And what was I supp- supposed to want? Like th- we have this whole – societal conversation about how having it all is impossible, but we still have the disease of being told that it all included it all. Meaning a man having it all does not require the things that women have had to have it all. Does that make any sense? So like a family. Yeah. Like, no, a man having it all can have a family. Oh, but he doesn't have to be an active part. But he doesn't, he doesn't have to do the cooking. Right. He doesn't get the phone call. Emotional labor. Is that what? Yes. That's what emotional labor is called. But except emotional labor always feels to me like it's emotional. Whereas there is a really real phone call that will come through on this really real phone. I mean, I was with, I was twice with Gwyneth Paltrow when I got disaster carpool phone calls. I was in Los Angeles and my children, like my children were somewhere in New Jersey, not being picked up at the right time. Is that emotional labor? Because it felt like, it felt like physical labor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling the stress hormones that are just. It was awful. (laughs) It was, it was so bad. It was so bad. Did you explain to her what was happening? The first time I did explain it to her, the first time it was at her house and I said, oh, I have to take this. It's a carpool partner of mine. And she gave me this look that I'll never forget. It was like, oh, I get it. And I was like, there's no, there, I'm looking at all the people around you who make sure you never get this call. And absolutely you don't get it. But I, it's kind of you to make that face. I felt it was kind of her. Yeah, absolutely. The second time it happened, it was actually not with her. It was in the Goop store. And I got a phone call saying that – ask it from one of the, my carpool partners asking where her son was. And I said, oh, I well, at, you know, as I told you, <laughs> yes. I was going to be away this week. Call my husband. She said, I did. I called like four times. He hasn't answered. Um, So I excuse myself from the saleswoman I'm talking to and I go and I call like three times and he doesn't pick up the phone and my eyes are blinking out of sequence (laughs) and I'm sweating. And finally he picks up the phone and I said, where are you? And he said, oh, we're getting ice cream. And I said, oh, can you please call Amy and tell her that you're getting ice cream? And he said, why would I call Amy? And I said, did you not pick up her child? And he said, no. And I said, so you left a child we know on a soccer field? And he said, oh, he said someone else was coming for him. I said, yeah, but he's seven. Like, oh, are you no. sure you should have trusted him? And I said, I, it was like like when the, um, what are they called in Minority Report? The precogs? Like one of them screams, run. That was me. I said, run, go back to the field. And I'm freaking out. And in the goop store, the saleswoman sees me freaking out. And she comes up and she sits me down in one of the seats and she gives me a th- she gives me a thing of rose water. She says, this is rose quartz water. This will make you feel better. And I just remember thinking, like seeing the story so crystally in that moment 
of an understanding that you think that could make me feel better. <laughs> like my problems are so much bigger than my feelings. They are yes. ac- they're about whether or not this child is. So that's the emotional labor. I, if that's called emotional labor, yes, I, I still do it no matter how many times. My husband's very competent, by the way. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it happens to people, but it's pretty shocking to me how there is nothing I can say to my kids' school or camp that will convince them that they should call my husband first. <laughs> I went away to Russia once oh and I said, I'm going to be in Russia. I don't even think – I think they're going to confiscate my phone. Two days later, middle of the night, call that my son was having an asthma attack. Oh, no. That must, that must and be I a was different like, kind of agony. Yeah. I was really far away and I screamed into the phone – Call nine one one. You know, like I, yeah. I went crazy, but th- there is something really foundational about the need to call a mother, which I get, which I guess is, which works out sometimes for me when my children cry and they ask for me first, and it makes me feel like, oh, like I'm, you know, I have this connection with them. But most of the time, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, what more? What more should I be doing? Is this having it all? Is, is this the call? Is the middle of the night? Is that like a like a condition of having it all? That's what I think. <laughs> like a little reminder. Yeah. Like you can – like it can never be that you have it all and that it is all glorious. There are always asterisks to having it all. I, d- I wish I knew how complicated this would be. And I loved your recent real simple piece oh, thank you. about managing this. Oh, my God. Barely managing sort this of don't. don't. I don't even try anymore. Like that's what I think. If what if I were if I also felt that way and I was someone who felt bad about feeling that way. Oh. That gosh. would just I would just I would just like jump off a building, right? Because mm-hmm. because to also think that I should be meditating <laughs> would really like I can't spare one minute of waking time to meditate. Like I have to be thinking or All else nothing will get done. And yet somehow Do you meditate? No. <laughs> and do, you, do you want to meditate? Nah. Do you I, want to want to meditate? I want it's to like, want yeah, to. Yeah, me too. I want I, that. I'm at the third level. I um, want to want to. Like it's very much like the women in your book who wear the the, the t-shirts yeah. um, on their way to yoga. Or Coffee and like, crunches. I saw one yesterday. I, I don't want to shop at Lululemon. I don't want. The, I, I'm These on are the forces third, beyond your control, Maris. The, <laughs> 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 and then and so. So I, I get this question a lot. Like, how do you read all the books you read? And yeah, I say, like, well, I, I don't have kids and I don't cook and I don't exercise. <laughs> I don't do any of those things. But even before I had kids, I couldn't read as much as you. I think you're not – you're underestimating your well, abilities. Well, thank you, Tabby. Yeah. But, sure. but, you know, there, there are trade-offs involved. Right. <laughs> don't you ever just want to watch TV? I do. Do you watch TV? I, I watch, watch TV. TV and – I mean, I know your Twitter bio, but you- – <laughs> Do you watch TV and like what's your what what's your breakdown? Work in the morning mm-hmm. and part of the afternoon, watch a little TV, yeah. then do a little more work. That's great. That's <laughs> I like that. I think this is should also work, walk the dog. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What do you do when you're walking? What are you thinking about when you walk the dog? The TV or the the work? The work. Yeah. Wait, we're talking to you. Yeah, say it like I did it again. <laughs> Um, right, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's perfect. I can't help. I can't help it. One of the things that you make clear, which I, I think is so important in mm-hmm. talking about this book, is that Claude is not the main character whom you are trying to right. 
talk about, write about. You mean my husband? Yeah. He's not he's not the husband in the book. Yeah, he's oh not god. The he's not the husband in the book. Anyone who knows him knows that he's not the husband yeah. in the book. He's a, he's a lot less passive than the husband in this book. And I'm also different for like you, yeah. while I line up, I I I feel like you know there's a lot in there, but anyone who knows me knows that yeah. the def- my defining characteristic is I never would have stopped working. Like that's the difference. That's the one difference between us, right? She leaves the magazine and goes to be a stay-at-home mother. Whereas right. I, like, could you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine me doing that? No. Neither never. can anyone who knows me. So, never. yeah. So. But people have this desire to say, oh, Tuffy thinks marriage is a, a yeah. bad institution. And yeah. I think that. I don't think that's true. I think it's a very romantic book. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I, oh. mean, I think it's like middle-aged romantic where mm-hmm. if the end is that you choose the person every single day, mm-hmm. that's the ro- most romantic thing I've had. I've had flowers. I've had oh, I've yeah. had a serenade. I've had like a, a like a surprise trip. I've had a a surprise party on a boat. I've like I've done all the things that I was I've had all the things that I was told I should want. Right. And the things I want now that I get are I get coffee in bed every single morning without fail. Aww. And I and I I get to write a book about yeah. what I want to write a book about without having to be self-conscious because mm-hmm. I have a husband who believes in art and who understands Absolutely. that my concerns about marriage – I mean, you're more recently married than I am. I am. But – and I feel like when I was at the stage of marriage that you're at, like time-wise, yeah. I was very self-conscious about my marriage. I didn't want anyone to ever know that we would ever fight. And I and everyone had to think we were having sex like nine times a day. <laughs> like that was that was the dream. And now the thing that I think is better is when people understand that Marriages go through the same phases you go through as a person. Sure. Because they are the witness to your personhood, right? Yes. But and they go through that. But they are they are if you keep choosing it, it's it's actually quite a beautiful thing. So there are some people who think that. There's some people who think that I'm down on marriage. But and, and actually someone recently wrote to me and said that she had been worried about a friend. Mm-hmm. She'd been worried about reading my book because she was worried that if she liked it, it would be a litmus test for how she felt about her marriage. Oh, gosh. But then she read it and realized that it was really about middle age. It yes. was really about like how to cope with, with all of these feelings you have once everything is set as opposed to during your – like what happens when you have everything you ever wanted and you still have such a long way to go? Yeah. I don't know. But I guess I can't really care what people think of me, right? Like that's not my job. No, of course not. And also they'll think of me whatever they want to think of well, me. Yes. That's what – I've learned that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> many, many different ways. Let's talk about the title of the book. Oh, my gosh. we talked about that a lot. We did talk about that a lot. And I, you, you know that I had a lot of problems with this title. Well, so t- – Will you tell tell the listeners the the original the title? original title, which I still stand behind, is Schrodinger's Marriage, and my editor the of the four places that wanted my book, my editor when he he said in our first conversation about the book, he said you can't call it Schrodinger's Marriage <laughs> because. Because it has an umlaut and you're just setting yourself up for a disaster <laughs> in a search bar. You're just – and I and I thought, 
this can't be true. This is just some institutional thinking. There's no way it could be true. And then even the people who liked the title misremembered it. They would call it like Heisenberg's marriage, oh, or they'd no. call it like it That's would breaking they, bad. Yeah, That's a whole know, it's thing. a whole different thing. And I would say, oh, I guess this is right. You can't call it that. And then it was without a title for a very long time. Yeah, and you know, you know how I how I went what I went through on this title. <laughs> so at first, my editor suggested something that I liked called "In What Universe" because there's a little physics in the book. Yeah, but then I found um, a YA novel that had that title. And also, it's a very good YA novel title. Yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, so I great. thought, you know what? A thing that nobody will ever acknowledge, not my agents, not not my editor, is that there's a thing you have to do to cancel out the goofiness of my name, right? Like my, it's not, it's not just like a woman's name. And we all know how people feel about women. <laughs> it's Taffy, right? And right. then it's this last name that people are like, that, you know, when my husband was just Brodesser and when I was just Ackner, no one ever had a problem with it. And together they melt brains. <laughs> so I felt like I had to do something better. And then my, 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 my lovely work wife, Elizabeth Weil said, read it. She said, you should call it Fleischman is in trouble. And it just tickled me and I loved it. And then I came to you, remember? And yes. I said, you're in the book, you're in the book. Book. And I said, no. no. You said, do not do it. Yeah. Who else said that? Rachel, Rachel Fershleiser. And you, you both know said, it's... we both have an EI. Yes. And by the way, you guys were totally right. <laughs> like the way people, like if you if you go and start typing my name into the Amazon search bar, yeah. it, it gets IE all the time. <laughs> it gets SCH instead of SH. Sure. It gets two Ns. It's a terrible <laughs> title and I'm still madly in love with it. I'm still it like is, I mean I just it love works. it. I love it. I don't know I still love it. I still get just tickled thinking of it. And you were telling me that like that part of the allure is like it sounds like it could have been a Philip Roth. It's like it, it 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 like winks at this time mm -hmm. where you would do that, which I always loved the idea. But then when you know like then when we were talking about covers, like I wanted it to be its own it, I wanted it to, to the extent that I had control. I wanted it to have its own cover, but I did love that it, like that, it harkened back to this, yeah, this tradition of kind of a Jewish, a Jewish novel about like a misanthropic man mm -hmm. who was trying to figure things out. And I think that, like a great, you know, there are a lot of parts of the book that are meta. Yes, and one of the metaist parts is metaist a word. Yes, sure. Now. now it is. Um, <laughs> The metaist parts is is what you come to the book with, and what you come to the book with is a, a your knowledge of of literature, and right. that works. Just like in what universe would have gone this other way toward mm. maybe I don't know. I had I mean I'm not a good title person. I am not succinct. I am not like my my defining characteristic is that I can't put things into few words. Is that yeah, true? It's true. Ask anyone. Look at me. You think I'm a long form writer because someone ever said to me like you should do it's because I couldn't fit anything in into into the into twenty five hundred words. Well, Fleischman is in trouble. Not too wordy. Not too wordy. I think I appreciate that. Yeah. It's yeah, long yeah. For I've, a first I've come novel. around to it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do you still feel do you feel like like what would you have done? Maybe I should have done a different last you know, it never no. even occurred to me, but I can't think of a last name that I love as much. Also, he it's like flesh 
There's a lot of body in the book. Absolutely. I mean, he's a doctor. I mean, yes, that that makes a lot of sense. And there's even if people are going to misspell it, it's easier to pronounce probably. Fleischman. Fleischman. You're not going to say Fleischman. Maybe you will. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. know. Okay. Yeah, we're, I don't know what you're going to do. Maybe I should know. We're like, no one would ever <laughs> say no one... Fleischman. Um, I have a friend who says Fleshman. And I say to her, you're Jewish. You can just say Fleischman. And she says, it's Fleshman. I mean, and she it... says, I'm, I am saying it. That's what she says. It's like, I am saying it. Fleshman. I'm like, that's not it. And yet, and, and yet, yet it is. <laughs> and yet it is. And and one of the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. And yet exciting parts of your book is is going along with Toby Fleischman as he discovers women. Women and, yeah. and, and especially apps. Yeah. Dating apps. Same thing for him. <laughs> yeah. I would say those things are equivalents for him. Yeah. <laughs> and so so the flesh becomes the flesh is like the thing. That's what you open up on. Him and his horniness. And he's horny as hell. He, I mean it's been a lot of years yeah. and he has like his, his like, his like, his like twenties horniness that is finally unleashed now I, that he's like, a, now that like there are no barriers to him being loved. Right. And, and he's already, he's a successful doctor now. Yes. He's a little older. So his height doesn't matter quite Or he much. doesn't have to ever look someone in the eye and see their disappointment. Oh, shit. Right. Like for their, for his height, like he leads with his height. He's on an app. This is my height. You want to get involved? Here I am. But nobody will ever be shocked again by his height. Hadn't even considered that. Yeah. How liberating that must be. For you know, him. a lot of short guys. I mean, it's like a it's it's a very very big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, think. I'm I'm five two, and that's the only reason right. it's not a big deal right. for me. I'm five foot seven, and I have three sisters. And when we turned twelve, our mother gave us coffee. And started us on coffee to stunt our growth so that we would not intimidate Jewish boys. Yeah. Wow. That's... Just take it in. Just take it in. It worked a little for me. I'm 5'7". One of the sister who refused is 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the other one is five, the more the better student is 5'6". Wow. Yeah. And, and are men intimidated? I mean, I ended up married to a guy who converted and was six foot three. <laughs> um, but 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 both of my sisters ended up with shorter guys. Yeah, because they're, that's what that's what there was. That's yeah, yeah. That's kind that's of who they the... fell in love with. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Jonathan Franzen will read your book? He read it. He read it. He read it. And um, he liked it. He he told me he liked it. He had a hard time coming around to Rachel. Mm. And I I can't say more without it spoiling, but he was he was very kind to me about it. He read it. He he I I had reported my story on him in 2016. It didn't run till late 2017. Wait, no, no, no. It didn't run till 2018. So we were in touch for a long time after reporting was done. And he and when we would talk on the phone, he'd say, "What's new?" And I'd say, "When I met him for the first time, I'd say, I said I'm writing a novel." And then when I was in Santa Cruz on a visit to him after we were done, I stayed in that hotel for a couple of days, and I got to almost the end of the novel, like like a few pages short, before I had to go back. 
And he was very polite and he asked me how it was going. And then one day I sold it. And then, and then the next time he asked, you know, and he said, and after my story closed and after it was in print, he said, he said, he said, I would really love for your, to see your novel. And I had my publisher send it and he read it and he was, he was very, very nice about it. I, you know, he didn't, I didn't ask for, I would never ask someone. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, no, too awful. But he was he was really nice about it. Although, it what I realized then was the thing I realized while I was writing about him, which is that you should not write about someone that you worship, not because not like the like when we talk about conflict of interest. Like I right. can't, I'll never write an like an article about you when you write your novel because we're friends, right? Like right. we know each other, right. or we've had a meal to like you know. Actually, we might be you know like we've never had Thanksgiving together. Like so, you know, <laughs> we're, we we know each other through. So maybe that's a bad example, but m- most of the people that you you're not allowed to write about, it's a conflict of interest, right? No one ever considers that the conflict of interest might be that you that you are too intimidated or you just like adore the per- the person's work too much, and yeah. what it might do to you to have to do your job, because my job will always be more important to me than the relationship. Like I'm I'm too worried about people thinking I've gone soft or my editor thinking little of me. And that was the conflict of interest there. Like, I I worship Jonathan Franzen's work, right? And that's what and that's what I wanted. That's and and when I knew he was doing a TV a TV show again, yes. I was like, that's a great story. I didn't stop to think, what will it do? How hard will it be to have to be honest about some and work? Because you know, you, you have to worry about worrying. About <laughs> right and that three yeah. step removal. yeah like what what they're gonna think of you and you hope you never worry about that right and in this case I worried about it a lot and mm. it resulted in a couple of bad drafts I have a great editor who was like no 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 and then finally it was I think a good draft so, I think I think we mostly all agree I think so <laughs> it's very nice of the world to agree um, why don't we talk about who else do you really admire and love and what you're reading? What I'm reading. Okay. So I, of course, was too good for the Ferrante novels because I did not – I audio read the first one and I did oh, not – Oh, that's too hard. I, it, You know what? I don't know what it was, but I didn't love it when I thought, this. oh, what is the big deal of this? And then what happened but – my friend Michael P. Ventura, do you know who he is? He does this really excellent book review hmm. called Books on GIF. Ooh. In which it's a newsletter. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He of does course. this great newsletter in which he reviews one book a week via a GIF. And okay. it's so clever. And he also he, I agree with him a lot of the time. And he said he loved it and it just blew his mind, like the whole series, or maybe the second one. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna try. And I read it with my face, not with my ears. Right. And I loved it. And then I read the second one and I was so happy I had two more to go. And then just recently I finished the third one. And now the fourth one is on my night table, and I stare it down and I think. It's one day we're going to be done. Like what, we have an expiration date and I don't know when to use this. It's like using your last wish. Right. So right. I, I love that. And I'm doing a lot of reading about the person I'm writing about. But okay. um, yeah. Yeah. Have Did you see the 
first season of or did you see my brilliant friend on Yeah, HBO? I think that's what also got me back into it. Like I thought that show was so well done. Me too. And it like the thing I loved about it is it just gave this maximal respect to the viewer. Like, calm down, Americans. Just watch it in Italian. <laughs> like, get on board with the rest of the world. Here's some poverty. Here's some <laughs> friendship. And also, who can't recognize that friendship? It's who doesn't have that friendship? It's for yes, women. it is. And it's like so definitive and so like passionate. And I couldn't put it down. And how often does that happen? What's the last book you couldn't put down? Ooh, well, I'm in a bad spot because right now I'm reading um, Ann Patchett's new novel. Is it great? And it's great. So, and you have to be here talking to me. Oh, you know? gosh, <laughs> How long does it take you to read a novel? It takes me – like I'm not a speed reader by any – I, I just I just do it. I'm obsessed. Like Sarah Weinman. Oh yeah. Like tries to change the subject every time because I'm too obsessed with how fast she can read. She read my book in 90 minutes. She and read it's, my book. It's just basically her her brain processes information. Yeah. That's what she says, and I'm like, then I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it makes me crazy. I'm I'm very jealous. I want to like I want to like drink her blood yeah. and see if like Let's drink Sarah's could I, blood. Does she have like a hormone that I could that I could excrete from her like fingers? And <laughs> my when we were young, my mother used to have us go over to kids with chicken pox's house. And oh yeah, drink sure. From the same cup. Like, can I do that with Sarah Weinman and then <laughs> read all the books? I don't know. Maybe she, she'll let me. Do you think she'd feel like it was creepy if I asked? <laughs> Yeah. She's she's into crime. She <laughs> is into crime. Maybe she would see it coming too much. Yeah, that, She'd be that, like, why are you making sure too. my DNA is on this glass? <laughs> how about how about more recent books that are out now? Most okay, more recent books that are out yeah. now. Books that I've read recently that I love. So I loved all the Rachel Cusk books. Oh yeah. Yeah. She is she is going through something. I I loved it. Um, I loved all three of those books. Um, I mean, I loved Laura Lippman's book. Yeah. Did you feel? You know what? It's funny. I pictured you in Laura Lippman's book. Did you read it? I felt yes, like she looked she just was, like you. She was on uh, a guest, and um, wow. Yeah. Ah. Isn't that crazy? But you know who else? I pictured in her last book in Sunburn. Mm-hmm. Sunburn. Megan Abbott. What do you think it is about Laura's writing that makes me picture so people evocative that, of yeah, people we know. I don't know. Maybe she's – I don't know. I don't know, Laura. You tell us. I and love the way she's always different. that book is like a different. historical yeah, version-ish. Maybe. Maybe there's maybe. some Fleshman in there. There um, might be Fleshman in there. I, I just think that she's – like what's so interesting about her is that she's always different and she is not yeah. at all married to the – she's written – is this her 70th book? Like It's her 70th yeah. book. <laughs> I just feel like she doesn't run out of th- things to say and, uh, and ways to experiment. Always. And I'm attracted. I'm very attracted to that. I'm yeah. attracted to like different forms. Tabby, thank you so much for coming in. Harris, I'm it's so, so great you. to be on your review. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. It's so great. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Maris Review. And check the show notes for the books we discussed on here today. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.